Finally, the truth comes out. A no-holds-barred, unfiltered look. Travis grew up reading Sweet Valley High book series as his face turns red over here on Skype because it's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. Trav, start the timer, my man. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are doing it. I am Jason Moore, co-founder of the community LocationIndie.com and The Paradise Pack, and I'm here with co-host and co-founder, Travis Sherry. And I guess I've been demoted from the intro because that was pretty good i feel like i may have lost my position as the lead intro person for the location indie podcast i don't know folks Thank what you, do you sir. think jay jay yeah. you did a pretty good job with that love that little norwegian accent you had going on there did i did i have a norwegian accent it was national day yesterday so it could it could have carried over a little bit um no i figured i'd do the intro today because look it's um six hours ahead it's almost dinner time here it's morning for you i know you're just getting your day started so i figured let's let's give this guy a break let him warm his vocal cords up a little bit and just like we're gonna be talking a lot today i think you're gonna i think you're gonna get really excited about this this idea i have for this topic that you have no idea what where i'm gonna go with today's show but uh, I'm bringing a topic today that I think is, oh, it's another debatable topic. It, 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 this could even be a two-parter. We'll have to see. Yeah, so I hope your vocal cords got a little rest. Think of it as like a little hot tub bath for your, for your voice there. Well, I'm always ready, no matter what time of the day, to have a debatable topic happening. And um, one of the things that I wanted to throw out there, one of the things that I wanted to debate even before we got into the main topic, was you brought up the fact that it was Norwegian National Day yesterday, um, similar to like the 4th of July or in, uh, in the U.S., Independence Days for countries across the world. And one of the things that I've always wondered, and one of the things that I'm jealous of you for, is that you get to be part of this second culture, basically. By, by marrying a Norwegian and by living over there in Norway, you get to kind of experience what it's like to be, quote, I mean, you're not Norwegian, but kind of to be Norwegian during National Day. And I've always thought, all right, what other countries around the world would I like to either like, you know, have like a second family in? Not, I don't mean like, not, I, I, not, I mean not like, literally, you know, an adopted family or something like that. Like, what other cultures would be really cool to be in to get to experience like from the inside, their festivals, their holidays, their cultures, their traditions. I mean, I think almost any country would be fun, but what are some of the ones that you think, hey, this would be really neat if I could kind of get on the inside of this culture? Are you asking me? Because I wanted to hear your answer to that first. Well, okay. I have plenty of answers. Um, One that I've always thought would be fascinating would be Japan, would be Japanese. And having lived there for two years, obviously, I kind of got to see some of that, but not from a super insider perspective. And it's really hard to kind of be an insider in a culture like Japan because it's pretty insular. Um, You know, if you don't speak the language, it's it's very difficult. And I always just thought, I mean, they have so many cool customs, traditions, things that is like that are unlike anywhere else in the world. I thought that that would be really neat. And I also have always thought it'd be really cool maybe to do something 
like Argentinian, Brazilian, somewhere down there in South America where it's like always a party, always fun. They're always doing, you know, you're always celebrating and things like that. So I guess maybe my most interesting would be Japan, maybe not most fun, but most unique. And then the other one I think would probably be Argentinian. I love the question. I almost want to take the sh- the entire show today in this direction. Maybe we will, but I, I hadn't thought of it. Well, I had thought of it a little bit, but not in the way that you're talking about. I think um, experiencing another culture, I mean, that's one of the best parts of travel, right? And, and you get little glimpses of it as you pass through time. Even if you're in a country for a month or two, it's like you get to be a part of it. You get to be a little bit in the mix. But like you experienced living in Japan for two years, you're like, you didn't feel totally ingratiated, but you're probably more ingratiated than you think. You you understand a lot of the nuances of the Japanese culture. Whereas if you were traveling through, uh, it's, it's hard to learn those nuances unless you're there for an extended period of time. And once you start learning those, I think you can take them for granted, but then you can step back and realize, wow, I really know a lot about this culture, you know? And I'm really excited about that part of... Uh, of actually raising my daughter. We were talking about it the other day because um, we have a little girl now. And, you know, I love that she's going to have really two cultures and uh, she's going to double up on everything, man. She's going to give us celebrate the 4th of July and Norwegian National Day. And I was like, I want her to experience all of those fun things to the point where when you go out for a day like that, you have that special feeling. You know, I was talking to Anna Dorta about this yesterday. I was like, National Day for her, for me... I've experienced now, experienced it now. So I was like pretty excited for it, but I don't have the you special. You dressed up in a bow tie. You yeah. dressed up in a bow tie. Yeah, all the girls have the boonads on, the traditional uh, Norwegian outfits. It's a really awesome thing. And um, what's cool is actually the holidays, they decided to do it like a non-military style. Norway did. So it's really geared towards kids actually and like celebrating just the independence and like this sort of non-militaristic, pure way that only Norwegians can do, I guess. So everybody has their traditional outfits on, they're dressed up and everything like that. I refuse to wear a suit. I don't know. Like, I knew walking out of the house, I know she has grown up with National Day as a big part of her life. So she has that special feeling like we do during Independence Day when it's like a special day, you know? And like, you have to live through the day and experience it I don't know for how many years until you can wake up and feel like, wow, there's like this sort of special, undefinable feeling that goes with this day. Right. I wonder if there is an amount of years. I mean, obviously, there's not an amount of years. It's like, oh, five years, all of a sudden, I have this undefinable feeling because that's the point. It's undefinable. But I, yeah, I'm interested to see how long it takes to kind of feel like it's your holiday and your special day, as opposed to you feeling like, hey, this is cool. I'm going to go out and, and have a picnic and it's going to be a party and it's going to be around. I mean, I know when I was living in Switzerland, you know, we had Swiss National Day and it was fun and we went out and barbecued and I was with a bunch of people who mostly weren't Swiss and it was cool. But yeah, it wasn't, we weren't feeling like it was our day. We were just feeling like, Hey, it's a gorgeous day and we're outside and we're doing this. And I, it is, I I felt the same way in Japan. Like we'd, we'd, I never felt it was my day. I just felt like it was a fun day. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool feeling. It's, it's a lucky feeling. I think that, that you'll have or a lucky situation where you are going to get, to eventually, depending on how long you live there and, and where you guys decide to you know, spend most of your time and all, I think you'll start to feel it and it'll be really neat to see a kid growing up in the dual cultures. 
Um, and, and seeing, you know, is there one that they relate to more? Is it a 50, 50 split? I don't know, but we haven't heard your, your country. So Norway, <laughs> obviously you're not going to like turn your back on Norway this quickly. Cause they're giving yeah. you like residency. So you can't say that they're listening to this podcast. I'm sure. Um, Norway's so listening to, to this Norway. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And also I'm really enjoying, yeah, just to touch on Norway for one more second. I mean, I, I am enjoying getting to know the culture, a culture on this deeper level. And when I first came here, it was it was, I, I was, I felt like a connection with this country because of who I was with, but I didn't necessarily feel it between the country and myself, you know? Now that I've been here for a while around Norwegians, like seeing all the, the, the culture, seeing what they value and getting outside in nature and all of these different things that are unique to um, Norwegian culture in, in, in their own different way. It's, it's really hard to describe a culture, but the longer you're in it, the more you appreciate it, I think. And it, and it is a lot of fun to get to learn it and to be a part of it. And, um, it's a blast. So I, uh, outside of so Norway, now you feel a connection with the country. Now yeah, you feel I do. I do more, people. man. Like since the longer I've been here, they've, you know, it's it, Norway's given back and I've given hopefully in return. And there's like some sort of symbiotic relationship blossoming, but I don't know. Maybe that's getting a little too. Norway's very excited to have the host of location <laughs> in the podcast living <laughs> on their ground. Well, you would have to ask them, but that I'm, I'm not sure about that, but, um, no, I am grateful for, um, you know, everything that the country's done for me, like just having a baby here and, and having that all covered and everything like that. I'm starting to feel a little bit of a, you know, gratitude and, and a little bit indebted. Like, all right, I got to get back. Like, yeah, you in, in a way, sh- you, you should, know? man, because yeah. you would be in debt if you had the baby in America. <laughs> that's that's so very true. Feel indebted to that's Norway. true. Nice play on words there. there, buddy. Um, You know. So give us some countries, though. Okay. Give us fr- some countries. Because fr- I, I have a few more that I want to rattle off as French, well. French culture. French culture, like, you know, total deep, like, long lunches, just like that whole sort of French vibe that they have going on. And, and like, not from the outsider perspective, but from the actual French perspective. And I haven't spent a lot of time in France, honestly. I've only been to Paris for, like, a handful of days. I've been, uh, I've been to Antibes for a handful of days. But um, it's a place I'd like to explore a little more here in Europe. I think that would be cool. And, um... Ah, uh, what what would be another? I love the the wine drinking and just kind of the relaxing. I love that aspect of it. And uh, yeah, I, I could vibe with you on South America, man. I loved the Argentinian culture when I was there, and um, I could definitely get down on that a little bit more. I think there's a few more that I, you know, I like this list. It'd be funny to power rank. Like it'd be fun to give a top ten. Maybe, uh, well, maybe at some point when we think about it a little more, we should give it. We should come back and give a top ten cultures that we'd want to be a part of a few more that i think would be really unique something like iceland or so, that has a very you know distinct type culture um and never having been there you know i, I can't like s- speak to what it is but just like thinking in your head you think that's a really unique thing maybe it's because i just saw a deal to iceland for 250 dollars from the u.s and uh thought like i'm going but iceland would be really neat i think another one that i'd love to be a part of would be some sort of island culture Ah, so yeah, that's a good call. Whether that's like a Car- Caribbean island culture, yeah. a French Polynesian, like like that would be something completely unique and different from from what we're used to. And probably a fifth one would be like it'd be cool to be like part of the old Soviet bloc country that's kind of like making its way out. Like if you're talking, you know, something from um like like a country like Georgia or a country or even any of like the old Yugoslavian countries, um like Bosnian or uh, or Croatian or something like that, where uh, you have this 
hey, we were all part of this Soviet bloc. It's like this this Eastern European feel, um, but like with this idea of, hey, like a rebirth is happening. Our country is kind of new again and young again. Um, I think that would be pretty neat. And and having spent some time over in Eastern Europe, man, they like to like just to have fun, you know, like in a totally different way than the French relaxed way of having fun. But um, I think that'd be pretty cool. Dude, I could totally get down with the island culture, man. That's a great call. Just Caribbean or just kind of, I don't know. Yeah, some, you always mention, oh, it's a sleepy hamlet, <laughs> if you will. Uh, some in some island, you know, beach. Yeah, like that would be just the, the pace, you know, the pace of it. And like, I, I don't know. You know, it's hard when you come from the Western mindset and then the East Coast, Northeast Coast Western mindset specifically, I would say, because you go down South and you just went on a road trip, Trav, you go down South, like things slow down quite a bit in, in some ways. And, um, you know, is it a mindset? Is it the culture that fosters that? I mean, it's, it's hard to say, but I, I do love the idea of this island culture and just being a part of that and, and like taking things as they come and just slowing way down, you know, Mexico could be a place where uh, people seem really relaxed there and chill, you know, I think it'd be cool to be part of that culture for a little bit, like to go and experience it and get away. Obviously, I, I, I don't think I could. I used to think I could live in that type of culture. Oh, yeah, I just lay on the but beach. But do you think if you put if you surf- did like long enough, do you think you could get there? You know, I don't think so. I think I would crave moving things forward and 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 not that they don't do anything obviously there are people who do and stuff like that but i think it would i i don't know i don't know the only way to know is to find is to try it man looks like we're doing six months on an island six months on an island we'll come back and record about how we feel see you guys see you guys (laughs) drop the mic i had a little bit of an experience with this when i was living up in rural norway uh, for a couple months last summer in this cabin, nothing around, no car to go anywhere, just just in this grass roof cabin. And nothing to do, really. And I was thinking, you know, this is like kind of a way to live. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to just go into live in a cabin and just be like isolated from everybody and just slow down and just like have fires at night, you know, if it's cold or just, you know, kick my feet up on the porch and like, you know, I... I got to a place when I first got there, I was excited. Then I was like a little bit bored. Then I got to a place where I was feeling, this is this is cool, man. This is like a cool experience. Like maybe I could get down with like not living near a lot of people or not living in a town or something like that. And then eventually I just started getting a little antsy where I was like, um, I'd like to just go to a cafe today or something, you know? And maybe part of that is you know, the weather was not so great that summer or like not having the ability to just hop on a, a bus or, you know, jump in a car or something and go somewhere because there was no cafe to go to unless you drove an hour and a half or whatever. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, but, but part of me could see it could work, but I think for that to work for me, I'd have to have some kind of like social group going on or something where like, Hey, like we're going to be in this cabin and like, we're going to invite everybody listening to the show right now, like swing through. And like, we're going to have a, a meetup there for a week or something like something where like we take travelers in or something where I could interact with people that are 
part of like the world, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So in essence, you want to be off the grid, but bring the grid to you in <laughs> yeah, your own terms. Like that. So like, like that. you don't really want to be off the grid. You're not Henry David throwing it here in, in Walden <laughs> right. Pond. Um, you're like, hey, I want my slice of Walden Pond for a few days. And then I want to bring people to me to bring excitement. So hey, I could get I could get I down with that. I never uh, heard throw used as a verb. I like that. I'm th- <laughs> Yo, I'm totally throwing it this this summer. <laughs> oh, there you go. There throwing you go. So, it down. Yeah, let us... W- really cool uh, question, though. So let us... I want people... I want to hear other people's opinions because there's a lot that we missed. I know we covered kind of big swaths of saying Eastern Europe or an island, things like that. <laughs> but we did give some very specific countries as well. Let us know. You could tweet us, right? Tweet us at Location Indie. Um, let us know what your... Yeah, what co- countries or cultures you would want to try to get... Like if you could just get in the inside of that culture, either by marrying in or having an adopted family in it or like some way to dig underneath the service and really get to experience it um, on that culture's terms. What what would you pick? What countries you pick? Let us know. Uh, we threw out some and maybe in a later podcast, we'll actually go and make a legit list when we think about it and do a top 10. Um, well, I really like this topic. Yeah. I, I kind of want to stay on it for a minute. I know we're now we're getting halfway through the show, but I'm thinking, well, this is really interesting. And I... You know, listen, we don't know where these shows are going to go, so that's part of the the fun. What about in the States, man? Like, we, we both grew up outside of Philadelphia, so I think this is a good question to apply to our home country because there are many subcultures and different vibes all over the States. And I know we've talked in the past about, you know, different places we like, and we did a, we did a top 32 U.S. cities for travelers on both the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast and the Zero to Travel podcast. And that was a fun list to put together and super debatable. But culturally speaking, what are the what are the areas in the States that you would like to have maybe either grown up or, or been a part of? Because you, you don't choose where you grow up, you know? Yeah, that's a tough question because where I would want to grow up is probably different than what I would want to see the inside of the culture of, you know, and when I say like see the inside, I, I almost think of it as like, okay, you're going like three or four times a year to like a celebration or a party in that place, right? So it's like growing up, I, I don't think there's many places I would have rather grown up than the area that I grew up on the East Coast and the suburbs of Philadelphia. You're not saying it's the best Aww. ever. I just, I, I enjoy it. So you know, I think it's cool. I, there, you know, I think I would have enjoyed growing up on the West Coast. Probably, uh, I probably would have enjoyed California and the Pacific Northwest as well. But I think that other than that area, um, I probably, you know, obviously, I think I, I would have liked Southern California because I really like that weather. So as a kid, I think that would be really cool to have awesome weather all the time, always be outside. I think that's one positive that that you don't have when you're on in the Northeast. Um, but as far as like kind of getting to see the inside of a culture for a little bit, um, I, obviously, I don't have that much experience with rural culture as much. And so I, I had a little bit of this experience when I went to uh, West Point, Tennessee to see my buddy on this last road trip where we were in rural Tennessee, which basically means you're in rural U.S. And um, I think that was a really eye opening experience. It was neat. It was fun to, to party with them and hang out with them. Um, I wouldn't want to grow up there because uh, the schools are not the best and, you know, this and that. But it, it was cool. And I also think it'd be pretty neat to um, to kind of grow like like to see the inside of a culture of like out west, like like Montana, Wyoming, like a ranching type culture. Like how does, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. talk about a simple life. There's some simple life stuff out there yeah. in, in a good way, a, a cabin on a ranch 
where you split wood and you ride your horse around. Not everyone does that. Obviously. This is fan- digital nomad really, fantasies. <laughs> yeah, we're taking really like romantic views of this, but um, right, of course, that would be kind of neat and something I've never e- experienced as, as well. Um, mm-hmm. and I think there's some really neat culture down down deep south, like in Louisiana, where you have the Creole culture, and and that's really defined and completely different than the rest of the U.S. So anywhere with a unique. Hmm bend i think well here's the deal man if you want to experience some sort of farm culture you should come out if they let the sheep graze if uh, my my wife's father is uh he's got sheep and all the all the people in that area all the farmers let their sheep graze out on the on the mountains usually there was a wolverine incident last year so the last two year or two years ago so there was a big slaughter they're not letting them out right now uh, they didn't last year, but this year they might let them out again, and which means we're going to have to herd those sheep back. And I've been up sheep herding up there and up about four and a half hours north of Oslo to collect these sheep and all the farmers get together. We go out, we chase these sheep all over the place, down the mountains, try to herd them out to the roads, get them back to these farms. And uh, my man, we need help. We need we need feet on the ground. We need boots on the ground. So um, I... I- is you should come sheep herding. Invitation? This is this is an open is this invitation. An open invitation to any location indie listeners, because dude, you might need some people to fight off those wolverines. Uh, man. Hey man, Sounds I've, I've actually thought about you know offering it up to people if there's something they're interested in, because we they do need help up there when we do the sheep herding, and it is it's an adventure. You know, you're kind of it's all on foot. There's no real technology involved outside of um they have their radios but there's no like gps trackers on the sheep or anything you just got to walk into the mountains and find them or walk to the forest and find them and it's um it's really fun man so i think you should come out and uh help out with that and get your little taste of a rancher farm type of culture that's different than the american west type of rancher thing i think but unique nonetheless little shepherd boy yes little shepherd boy. um clearly we're making this podcast about this question because we're only we only got about under nine minutes left right now i'm going to table uh my question for uh for the next one but i we could i could tease it out a little bit i think that will be good uh because it's an interesting topic but um man for me in the states colorado man when i moved there you know i didn't realize it, it took me a while traveling around the states to realize that there were subcultures, so many subcultures within the United States themselves, you know, because it's really easy to kind of be blinded by the, the high, you know, the interstate, you get off, it's like the same chains. It's really easy to see it as this homogenous thing, but you need to travel there, you need to dig in, hang out a little bit in different places, and you realize, wow, it, it's very eclectic, it's very diverse, and uh, the people are different all over the place, and um, it's fascinating. So the Colorado culture... Yeah, it's funny because they call themselves natives if they grew up there. Like it's something special, as if they had anything to do with it besides luck. The outdoor part of that culture, just the getting outside, and I love that about mountain culture and beach culture in general. People that live near the beach or live near the mountains, it tend to have a healthier relationship, I think, with nature and getting outside, and that being a big part of their lives. Because uh, if you live in a city, you have to take that extra effort to get out of the city, or maybe you have to have parents or somebody that holds your hand and takes you to a new place that you haven't experienced before. If you grew up in New York City, it takes some effort to get out of New York City, for example, to go experience nature, whereas in Colorado, it's right out your back door. So I think there's a, a hugely important element to our relationship with nature and, and staying balanced, and that's what I love about the American West, because it's so accessible in a lot of places. 
Yeah, and you, you bring up a point that made me think, you know, the question could have been, like, who were you most jealous of as a kid? Or now, like, looking back, whose childhood were you most jealous of? And I guess this is spinning it in, like, a quote-unquote negative way, but it's not meant to be that way. It's like, all right, you know, I've always been, and again, this is romanticized notions because it's almost like childhood notions of where would I want to grow up. I've almost been always been jealous of people who did grow up, like, in New York City because I don't understand how – like being a kid and growing up in not not just a city but like that city like i i met a few i remember being 23 and meeting someone who grew up in manhattan and i thought it's interesting actually ever think that kids people, grew up right. in manhattan yeah right. like to me it, it just never crossed my mind that people actually like grew up there um so i always was kind of jealous and intrigued by that because it would be obviously a very different lifestyle than i grew up in in suburban philadelphia and also, um, like I said, kind of before, California always captivated my my heart as a kid because I had never been out there and it just seemed so cool and unique and nice weather. And um, so I've always been kind of jealous of those like Sweet Valley High. I said that like, is that the girl's <laughs> you, book did you, series? Did you read maybe that? <laughs> Finally, I, the truth comes up, out. Yeah. A no holds barred, unfiltered look. Travis grew up reading Sweet Valley High book series as his face turns red over here on Skype because it's the truth, I, I guess, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, I don't know if that even took place awesome. in California, but in my mind, it was like that was like like you know saved by the bell type stuff again i don't um like i was more of a beverly cleary guy to me that was like california culture and i always thought that sounds really cool obviously it's a fictionalized version because it's books and tv but hey oh man that's awesome uh i'll tell you what california has a mystique especially out here you know norway when you talk to a lot of norwegians that want to go to the states many have been to new york it's comics it's close it's pretty accessible the tickets are pretty affordable you could go even for a weekend and come back and it's no biggie but california seems to be the number one destination that a lot of people want to visit if they have never been to the states or even if they've just been to new york they all want to go to california it seems generally speaking so um california definitely has a mystique not only for americans but also for those outside of america and as trav just flashed me we're under five minutes I think we should dig into this Inside LI segment because it also ties in with something we haven't talked about yet, which is the Paradise Pack. It's coming out, Trav. You want to you wanna fill everybody in on what that is? Because I think this is such a... It's a it is an opportunity and it's, it's, it's only comes around once a year. So I think uh, it's good to let people know in case it's something they're interested in. Sure. And, and if you are listening to Location Any Podcast, you know our goal is to help you become location independent. Um, to travel, live, and work anywhere in the world. That's the tagline that we use for Location Indie. That's the tagline that we use for the Paradise Pack. And so the Paradise Pack is a bundle sale that we put together every year. Super excited this year because what we do is we get experts and we get their products, whether it's people who help you travel better, cheaper, more efficiently, or whether that's people in the online business space who help you like figure out what your passion is, figure out how to live a life on purpose, figure out how to take that and turn it into a business idea, figure out how to take that business idea and actually turn it into a business and make money or or build a skill like copywriting or freelancing. Basically, all this stuff that will help you make money from anywhere in the world, whether that's starting your own business, whether that's freelancing, whether that's working for someone else, but building up a skill and so that you can travel, live and work anywhere in the world. And that doesn't mean you're nomadic. That means maybe you're working from home some of the days, maybe you're off on the going around the world. And we just know that that's such a 
I mean, we get to live that lifestyle. And, um, and we've never been shy about saying how hard it can be, but how amazing it is in the long run. And so what we do with the Paradise Pack once a year, seven days only, we bring together the best courses on certain topics designed to basically fill every hole you would need to learn how to travel, live, and work anywhere in the world. And uh, we put them together, and it's a crazy, crazy deal. And um, we actually, I, man, we have got, like, every year it gets bigger and bigger. And this year, it is it crushes last year's Paradise Pack. Um, over It's going to be over $3,000 worth of products in the pack this year, right around there. Um, and we're selling it substantially discount at 90% discount. And um, it, it's just, it's seven days. And the only reason we can make it, it's only seven days is because these people are putting in their products and it takes a lot of effort for us to get them in. And uh, and it's like almost like if you want to get it, get it and then it's gone. So if you're looking for like a one-stop shop to travel, live and work anywhere in the world and get yourself kick, like a kick in the butt, that's the Paradise Pack. Yeah, and these are the things you actually need to do it. And uh, like Travis said, we make no bones about this being challenging and hard. Uh, but if you go over there and you opt in, we're giving away a really cool guide called Behind the Laptop. And it, it shows how 10 real digital nomads or people that travel and work actually did it, how they started up. And it's just just the truth of the whole thing, the struggles, you know, some advice on, on how to do it, starting starting from pretty much nothing. And, uh, you know, it's featuring 10 different business models. So uh, it's, it's a really interesting guide and a good peek into how 10 different people have done it. There's, there's a multitude of ways to do it. So what I love about the Paradise Pack, you can take all those educational materials, put your own twist on it and start something that uh, launches a lifestyle like that. So and you can have the freedom. One of the things that I haven't even told Jason about yet, so Uh-oh. surprise, yeah. is that I promised in this year's Paradise Pack, because I just came up with this idea a couple days ago, because there's going to be 20 plus products in the Paradise Pack, it can be a little intimidating. You could say like, hey, I'm glad I have all the resources I need, but this is like a little overwhelming because I have so many good courses like and eBooks. Like, Where do I start? So uh, I'm working on it as we speak, not literally as I'm speaking, but <laughs> before and after this podcast. Uh, our first ever um, roadmap. And what that's going to look like, it's going to simply be like, it takes where you are and it says like, okay, I haven't, I, I have no ideas. Okay, you're going to start with this product and move on to this product. This So it's like, it's a guide to say like, all right, you got these 20 products. They're, they're yours to use whenever. We know you're not going to be able to get through all 20 of them at once. Here's where to start. So I have no idea. Here's where you start. Here's where you go on to. I have an idea, but I've never started a business. Boom, boom, boom. I want to travel more. Okay, it's these products. So it's it'll be a really cool way for you to kind of sift through the material. Um, and just something we wanted to put together because as we get people on board with the Paradise Pack, I just see all these symbiotic relationships happening of like, oh, man, if you get Brian's thing about how to build a business, well, that leads right in to this other thing about how to then like market that business using your Facebook thing, even if you don't ever have a blog and using your personal Facebook. So it's like they all piece together, but sometimes figuring out how they piece together is hard. So as the people who put it together, Jason and I, and there's the timer, so Chris is going to buzz us. <laughs> yeah, um, that's okay. You, you know, know, we get to actually sit there and say, yeah, here's how we see it getting pieced together and here's how we can help you. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea, man. And just gives a little bit of direction. You know, we're, we are out of time. So uh, we just do an inside LI segment, which is our community location indie. But I think we just we shared a lot there. So um, we, we, we can skip that today. But uh, if you're interested in joining a community of people that 
uh, are doing this live, work, and travel anywhere you want to get that additional support. You can check it out at locationindie.com. Same as the podcast name. And um, we, we could pick up in the next we'll one, give Trav. The dates. We'll give the dates for the Paradise Pack. Yeah, go ahead. Sign off. May 31st through June 6th, 2016. So if you're listening to that before that, hop on over, go get our free Behind the Laptop guide. Um, and if you're listening to this during when it's live, go over to theparadisepack.com, check it out. You'll see everyone who's in it. And um, maybe it's right for you. Hey, dude, should I share the topic for the next podcast? Tease it out because I'm interested too. Okay, man. So I'm thinking we should talk about the big fat question of should you follow your passion or not now that sounds like or not sounds ridiculous why wouldn't you follow your passion but there are many people out there that say that's a bad idea when it comes to business or your work or something like that so i think this is an interesting topic because i you on the one hand you have well, we could talk well, about it, it a lot away. in the show. Yeah, don't give it anyway. away. Should you follow your passion or not? Yes. That's the big question. Yes. If you want to know more, listen to us debate it on the next Location Indie Podcast. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.